0: Hello, Vieta. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We're currently living in a very hectic time, so I appreciate you giving me uh, some of your time. We have around 24 questions and we'll try to get as much as we can. Sounds good. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Please state your profession.
1: Uh, Sure. I'm a product manager in a bank.
0: And if you were to explain this to a six-year-old, what is that in simple terms?
1: Okay. Well, perhaps uh, first I should talk a little bit about the various businesses that exist in finance, and then I could talk more specifically about what a product manager does. Okay. So most people, when they think of a bank, they think of uh, a branch, and you can go into a branch with your parents, and they can have a savings account and a checking account. And certainly that is a big part of what banking is. But then in addition to retail banking, which is what I've just described, there are other types of banking that exist. So banks can make loans and sometimes they can make loans to individuals and sometimes they can make loans to corporations and large companies. And at the same time, um, banks facilitate a lot of the transactions that happen within the economy. So maybe you want to make an investment and that investment can be made into stocks or bonds. So the part of the business that I work in is very much related to transactions and trading. Okay, And as such, I work in the digital part of the bank. And what that means is my job is to think of various products that our clients might be using when they want to trade with us electronically. That's perhaps the easiest way to describe it. And as Mm -hmm. a product manager, think of it as uh, Steve Jobs was a product manager for an iPhone, right? So you take a computer and you take the internet and you put them together into a phone.
2: That's Mm -hmm.
0: a
1: product. Got it. So my job is to design these text products.
0: Got it. So the product is, I'm guessing the project and the manager aspect is you have people just working for you and you just oversee uh, what they do.
1: Yeah, I would see the development of a particular product, right? So mm-hmm. we can have a product that helps us keep track of uh, trading activity. We can have another product that helps us actually connect to our clients electronically.
0: Got it. That makes sense. Uh, what education do you have up to this point?
1: I have a business bachelor's degree.
0: Uh, What type of personality do you need to have to be successful in this field? Are you a people's person, introvert, or a little bit of both?
1: Well, I think you definitely need to be a people's person because a lot of what we do in finance and certainly in my field requires collaboration and working with other people. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have to be a people's person. And I would say the second thing is you have to be incredibly detail-oriented.
0: Detail-oriented the teenagers currently listening to this podcast, if they themselves are introverts, would you suggest a different field or they can still be successful? They just have to take it a different path.
1: One of the things I really love about finance is that it attracts every kind of person and every kind of talent. And there is room for everybody who is essentially willing to work hard. So there's definitely opportunities for all kinds of personalities and aptitudes and backgrounds. Um, I would say you don't have to be one thing or another to be successful in the financial world these days.
0: Got it. So what do you love about your job?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of things that I love about it. I love uh, the fact that it's fast paced. I love the fact that the challenge is always changing and we're always working on solving new problems and it never gets boring. I love the team dynamic. I love partnering with other people and solving the problem together. Uh, All of those things are very attractive to me and I think they would be to lots of people.
0: Got it. And um, unfortunately, there's probably a small downside. So what do you like least about your work? Well. If there's anything.
1: um, I think the only thing that I find challenging sometimes is the work can be quite stressful. And sometimes when you're trying to solve a problem, Not all problems are easily solved, and it is stressful, and it's definitely the type of work that you bring home with you, right? You don't come in 9 to 5, and then you come home, and you don't think about it anymore. It's the type of thing that definitely takes a toll, and you think about it, and uh, that could be challenging sometimes.
0: I know when people think of finance, they have these horror stories that analysts, they sleep like two hours a day. The profession that you currently have, how many hours of sleep do you have per night?
1: I'm okay. I think I probably have eight to nine hours a night, which is fairly reasonable. Mm -hmm. I think I've definitely, when I started out, uh, probably had a slightly somewhat more demanding schedule, but I think, you know, in general in finance, there is a recognition that quality of life is very important. Uh, young people definitely want to have balance and, um, we're working hard in our industry to make sure that we can attract young talent uh and retain people and we certainly spend a lot of time thinking about the balance
0: mm-hmm. and with the balance piece, uh do you have time to spend with your family?
1: I do. I wish I had more uh and I think everybody wishes that they had more, but I do think that uh we tr- we try to balance the best we can
0: got it so this is taking a bit of a step back but uh if you were sixteen years old today. Knowing what you know now, uh, what would be your top short-term goal and long-term goal?
1: Well, I think perhaps long-term and short-term, the one thing I would say is important is you definitely need to keep your network and you have to always work on maintaining your network. And the best way I've been able to do it is by being really good at your job. Because at the end of the day, I think people will want to work with you, not because you have a good personality or because of how you look. At the end of the day, people want to have people that are reliable on the team. Mm -hmm. And if you're reliable and if you're good at what you do, people are going to want to work with you and you're going to want to work with them. So I think as a 16-year-old or 45-year-old or 50-year-old, it's it's the same. You want to be good at your work. And people will remember that and people will want to continue offering you new opportunities when they, when they come up.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Thank you for that. Um, so how do you organize your time? Do you have a planner, a, a certain book that you uh, keep all your information in?
1: Well, I certainly maintain a calendar where I know exactly what's coming up and uh, what meetings I have. So maintaining your calendar is just part of your daily routine when you go to work. In addition to that, yes, yeah, sometimes I'll I'll take notes of things that are coming up. If I'm running behind, I'll maintain a list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you learn to be very organized when you start working. And in truth, I even think you learn to become very organized when you're in school, right? Whether you're in high school or whether you're in college, I do think that The most successful people tend to be those that just figure out how to be organized with their classes and their workload. It's the same at work. You need to balance your work and figure out how much you have by when it's due. And so long as you're good at that, you won't have any issues.
0: I see. Could you give me a short rundown of a typical day for you? So since you wake up and the moment you go to sleep.
1: Sure. Frankly, each day is going to be slightly different, and that's perhaps one of the things that I like about my work. Sometimes I um, have to prepare for a project that's due in, let's say, a week's time or two weeks' time, and I might spend all week preparing for that one presentation or for that one meeting. On other days... I'll uh, spend time working with the technology team and working with them through the system and the system design and answering questions on how things can work. Another time I'll spend time with my own team going through their status. So it kind of varies day by day, but I would say, you know, first thing in the morning, I always check what my calendar looks like. And because our work is um, very global, The mornings tend to be the busiest because we'll have to catch up with people in Asia and we have to catch up with people that work in London. So probably between 8 a.m. and let's say 1 o'clock in the afternoon is mostly spent on meetings and conference calls, catching up with people who are in other remote locations. And then the afternoon is uh, mostly when I have time to think, to plan, and to work with people that are more local that are on the same time zone as me.
0: So given that uh, the busiest times start at 8 a.m., I'm guessing you wake up pretty early then.
1: Well, 8 a.m. is actually pretty late for finance. Most Mm -hmm. people that I work with, uh, their day starts at 6.30 or even 7 a.m. I have a luxury of trying to do most of my meetings around 8 to start with. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably get up shortly before 7 or around 7. But I would say that's pretty luxurious because I do think that a lot of people start their days a lot earlier than
0: that. I see. Yeah, I think the teenagers currently listening right now will rethink if they should complain about uh, school starting at 8 a.m.
1: Definitely should not complain.
0: Yeah. So I saw that you moved from a variety of different banks uh, during your career. Is moving from firm to firm part of the job in finance?
1: Definitely not. Uh, It's a personal choice. And I've definitely seen a lot of people be very, very successful working in the same bank for 20 or 30 years and you get to build a fantastic network and you can have an incredibly successful career that way. And at the same time, uh, there are certain people who've been able to grow and move uh, as a result of other circumstances and grow their careers that that way. So I would say it's definitely, it's not necessary, Uh, each situation is going to be slightly different.
0: I see. So uh, what kind of problems do you deal with on a regular basis?
1: I mean look again uh, the nature of the work is we solve technology problems or I would even uh, a better way to describe it would be we use technology to solve problems right so for instance if we can uh, if two people can connect with each other on the phone and agree on a transaction on the phone we might come up with a way for them to do the same thing by through using technology right Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just of coming in and doing your day job in addition to that as a manager you need to think about people's problems right you need to think about is my team working too hard does my team have enough to do is everybody balancing are people working too hard maybe somebody that works for you uh just had a baby and they need to go on paternity leave but They don't, they're worried about uh, being missed at work, so they end up skipping that time and you need to remind them that they actually need to take time off and work and wait. So it's really a wide variety of issues that we deal with on a daily basis.
0: Mm -hmm. What kind of accomplishments tend to be valued and rewarded in this field?
1: Treating things with a sense of urgency is always something that I've seen being taken seriously and rewarded, Right. Um, in this field in particular, time is money, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're asked to solve a problem, if you treat it with a sense of urgency and as something that's very important and you try to get to a solution very quickly, I think that will help you be more successful. Again, attention to detail, very important, right? Because again, time is money, but also mistakes is money and perhaps more important than money definitely more important than money is reputation, right? Mm -hmm. So when you work in a bank, when you work in a financial institution, it's uh, very important to have your customers' trust, right? And you will put your customers' trust above any revenue or any financial opportunity. So uh, reputation is very important and uh, doing business in the right way is very important.
0: I see. Um, How old were you when you first knew you wanted to work in finance?
1: Oh, I still don't know if I want to work in finance. (laughs) Uh, I didn't necessarily pick this when I started out, when I graduated college. I was more technical. I started my career as a computer programmer. I moved out of programming probably five to six years into my career. And I did more kind of project management the business analysis. And now I moved more into product development and management. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up and I'm still figuring it out every day and that's okay and that's what makes it fun.
0: I see. Um, were there any other careers that you considered? Um, Maybe like in a totally different direction?
1: I don't think I've ever considered anything else seriously, mm-hmm. right? I enjoy home decorating, right? And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be cool to do that, right? Or I might think, oh, I had some construction done in my house, and I thought, oh, my God, I could project manage this better than these (laughs) guys, right? But I don't think I've ever considered anything else more Um, seriously. The one thing that I'm realizing is finance is a very demanding field, And I see a lot of people transition out of finance and more into academia and teaching. So that's an attractive thing to think about, but I haven't yet pursued it aggressively.
0: I see. What is the best career decision you've ever made?
1: Well, possibly following my network. So as you pointed out earlier in the podcast, I did move around quite a bit. But I usually have done that because somebody that I worked with in the past had offered me an opportunity to work with them again. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at those opportunities, those were always the best ones, right? When I followed somebody or I went and I worked with somebody that I knew and I trusted, those usually turned out to be good experiences and I never had any, any regrets.
0: Do you remain in contact with individuals from different firms?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, and I think a lot of people that I used to work with, maybe some of them my manager, maybe some of them my employees, are now consider my personal friends.
0: Um, how relevant to your work is your undergraduate major?
1: I mean, it's somewhat relevant. I majored in information systems, mm-hmm. and out of college, I worked as a computer programmer, so it was extremely relevant, and in fact, helped me land my first job mm-hmm. on Wall Street. Um, Now, a little bit less so, I would say what's relevant and what helped me be successful now is my experience. And I think that's probably how your career trajectory will evolve. You start out by leaning on what you learned in school. And then as you progress and you add on years to your career, you tend to rely more on your
2: professional experience versus your academic experience to be successful.
0: So if you were, let's say, going to another firm and someone was reviewing your resume, they would first target your experience and then base you off that and then sort of they wouldn't neglect your educational background, but they would look less to it.
1: I think so. Uh I think again, it depends on where you are in your career cycle. When if you're just starting out, uh people will certainly look at what you majored in and what your grades were and what extracurricular activities you've done in school and what your interests were. You know, once you've worked for five, 10 years or even more, your experience becomes a lot more relevant. When I interview people now, if I'm looking for somebody in a more senior position, I would want to make sure that, you know, they finish college and, uh, you know, they've done done well, but I will weigh a lot more their experience and what they've done in their previous Mm -hmm. job. Um, I'll weigh that more.
0: I see. And if you had a magic wand, uh, which allowed you to make all teenagers listen to you, what would be your words of wisdom?
1: Well, I mean, I have teenage kids and Mm -hmm. I know I don't definitely don't have a magic wand because they definitely do not listen to me. But with that said, uh, I would say it's very important to be true to yourself. And what that means in this case is uh, you're not going to be good at everything. And that's okay. And you are going to try different types of jobs and you will try different types of experiences. And it's just as important to learn what you're good at. As what you're not good at. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to know not to box yourself into a situation when you're stuck in a job that you're not particularly good at. Or maybe you're good at it, but you just don't enjoy it. Right? So I would say try to figure out who you are and what you're good at, what your strengths are, and try to find opportunities professionally that play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably true for school in terms of what subjects you study. I think the same applies to your career advice as well.
0: Got it. And so to wrap up, uh, last question. If you could do it all over again, uh, would you choose the same path for yourself? And if not, what would you change?
1: I think I would choose the same path. It's a little bit hard to answer this question because I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah. Uh, But I don't have any regrets. I love uh, the field that I'm in. I love uh, working with people from all kinds of backgrounds and uh, all kinds of countries. I love solving problems in a fast-paced environment and um, I truly believe that the uh, finance offers that to people and you could be a technical person or you could be very good with people or you could be more of an introvert, you know, there's so many opportunities in this field. I don't have any regrets and I think it's a fantastic opportunity for anybody who is looking to start their new career.
0: Got it. So, Vieta, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, Stay safe and healthy during uh, the time. Take care. Thank
1: you so much. Thanks for having me.